The ARA acknowledges the traditional owners of the land where we have recorded this podcast, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and we pay our respects to the Elders past, present and recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders as Australia's first traders, who utilise a sophisticated network of trading paths that have facilitated the exchange of goods, knowledge and culture for millennia. Hi, I'm Paul Zara and welcome to a special Christmas episode of Retail Therapy, brought to you by Australia Post. I'm joined by Fleur Brown, the Chief Industry Affairs Officer at the ARA. Fleur, welcome. Season's greetings, Paul. The holidays are fast approaching and retailers are in full preparation mode for the Christmas shopping rush. There's lots of challenges in terms of supply chain and staff shortages, but plenty to be optimistic about from a sales point of view. We'll get into that in a moment. At the ARA, we're fortunate to have an incredible network of strategic partners, and that's allowed us to produce the most comprehensive Christmas insights in our history. We've drawn on the power of Roy Morgan, Salesforce, and Deloitte to get our forecasts and research. Flo, first of all, let's look at the Roy Morgan forecasts. Nearly $64 billion predicted to be spent in the lead-up to Christmas, up 3% on last year. Now, that's encouraging. Such great news, and of course, uh, no one was... Uh imagining that we would necessarily be in in this position um, in 2022. So it's really fantastic to see that continued resilience for retail. So the traditional sales period, of course, is November 14th through December 24th. Uh, and that's the period that's up 3% in those projections on last year. So hospitality businesses in particular are looking pretty good in the run-up to Christmas with over $9 billion in trade. So that's up 16.3% over the previous year. And across the states and territories, uh, we're seeing South Australia with the biggest year-on-year sales growth predicted, up 6.6%, and then the Northern Territory up 6.5%. New South Wales forecast to spend 3.1% more than they did the previous year, followed by Victoria and Queensland. So uh, really, really strong results. It's exciting. Very exciting. And of course, these are forecasts we've got to trade through and um, it'll be what it'll be, but it's it's helpful going into this period knowing that we're still planning to be trading above above last year. And given these were records last year, that's a pretty good way to sort of lead into the Christmas period. Absolutely. And, Paul, of course, consumer spending uh, is set to remain strong and we've, we've seen most recently retail sales continuing to run at record levels. But many economists are expecting a softening of sales at some point, uh, perhaps not this side of Christmas, what's your uh, what? What are your thoughts on that? Well, well, look, there's a lot of lot that's been said about the rising cost of living and interest rates and inflation taking a bite, and I, I guess these are indicators that will uh, have a delayed impact. We still remain cautiously optimistic, and we do think that we'll obviously start to see sales slow to single-digit numbers in November. It could be in decline based on enormous November growth rates in twenty and 2021, but we still expect positive sales year-on-year given the bigger Black Friday promotions. It's also worth noting that there's a, we'll see an acceleration in sales for December across retail, which seems a logical call given last year we had some of those late impacts from Omicron. So a lot of this is depending, we're really building off the base from last year, but you know we do expect coming uh, out of October uh, that um, we we're seeing retail sales continue to be strong because we're now hitting those 
periods when in uh, biggest two biggest states in in New South Wales and Victoria that we had the lockdowns uh, come off and uh, we got higher bases to get off. So the other piece I'd add to this, I guess, we do still have lots to be grateful for and lots to be positive mm. about. We've still got a low unemployment rate. And that's going to fuel spending. Uh, we're hitting that savings rate rate that was pretty similar to what we when we went into the pre-pandemic, uh, being pre-COVID, it was around 8.4% uh, or thereabouts. So we're sort of hitting that number. So people are working through their savings rate, but they've still got savings. Uh, and that means that people will continue to spend. On top of that, of course, whilst interest rates are rising, they're still relatively low in the scheme mm. of things. So uh, retailers should still have something to, to, to sing about. Mm, great to see such a strong finish. Absolutely. So, Flo, we've also got insights from another one of our strategic partners in Salesforce. What do they show? Yes, and look, it's it's really exciting to have these insights alongside all the others. As you mentioned, this is the first year that we've got this really full roundup of uh, of research from our expert uh, partners. Salesforce has launched the Holiday Insights Hub, which tracks holiday spending and commerce trends from November through December. It looks at things like inflationary pressures, uh, climbing interest rates. And what they're saying is that that's all going to kickstart holiday spending uh, earlier this year in both Australia and New Zealand. So 33% of holiday sales are forecast to occur in the first three weeks of November before the cyber week even begins. So they're also saying that 84% of sales will take place prior to the week of Christmas and 25% of all the sales during that holiday period will take place during the cyber week, as mm. we're now calling it, um, with the average discount rate being at its highest during that week of around 22%. And then the last uh, key insight from Salesforce this year is that 70% of all traffic and 60% of all orders are going to occur on a mobile device during wow. the holiday season. So uh, plenty to take stock of there. Um, some interesting uh, progress, I guess you could say, in the digital space. Absolutely. And I guess the biggest call out for me is that that week of Black Friday actually is now 25% of all Christmas shopping. That's a quarter of the spend will be done mm. in that week um, of Black Friday. So that's a really important note for retailers. I think we're seeing in looking at the US trends, this, those promotions are happening beyond just Black Friday. They're usually in that week lead up to. But um, uh, So we're seeing that sort of, I guess, leakage, but it's becoming such an important week. And I think on top of the consumers having that perception around value at that time, which we know that retailers to, do take um, a lot of discounts through that time to drive revenue. We also know that um, it's become uh, such a big event, you know, that people, if they're, they're shopping for convenience and price, it's the best time to shop because they get the the best deal usually but equally it's 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 just the right time to get all your christmas shopping done knowing that you can get the the products delivered to the gift recipient in time so it's becoming a bigger bigger event and i think you know from a retail point of view we're getting better and better at leveraging that event absolutely well consumers seem to be heeding the message when it comes to shopping early for christmas Supply chains came into sharp focus at this time of the year. What's the best advice in that space for businesses and consumers? Well, I think for businesses, it's clear they need to be in full Christmas mode the day after Melbourne Cup Day. So that's the, the, the October should have been spent preparing their stores. And of course, the minute Melbourne Cup's over, we should be in full Christmas mode. For consumers, of course, the message has been very much about shopping early to avoid 
disappointment. Tis the season to shop early. That's the key message. Uh, And that's partly also going to be driven by the fact that we do still have supply chain disruptions. Consumers are going to want to avoid price increases. So they, you know, there's two issues about being in stock and avoiding prices, which will drive consumers to shop early. Um, And more and more of our Christmas shopping is done online. And this does force us to be better planned as we need to account for delivery times. So we know that Australia Post are trying to fill just over 6,000 job vacancies. So we expect you know, deliveries will be uh, not relatively slow, but they'll be impacted by the volume of uh, shopping that will be done this year. So, you know, it's important for both retailers and consumers to shop early if they want to avoid any disappointment. Whether you pour candles or hand make sandals, Australia Post knows you could use a little more time and money to help grow your small business. Send smarter and save time and money with My Post Business. Easily create and pay for shipping labels, integrate with e-commerce platforms and send parcels from your nearest post office. And the more you send, the more you'll save. Another way Australia Post is delivering like never before. Search My Post Business to learn more. So it's an interesting time. And Fleur, another strategic partner of ours, Deloitte, has also put some holiday insights together. There's some interesting stats here in terms of business confidence levels. Absolutely. And there's many similar themes coming through across all of this research. Deloitte's calling this year's survey a coming of age story. It's across a a 10 year period now that they've been surveying this landscape and they've seen what they're calling a very fundamental change, uh, more so uh, than any other period in history during this time. They're seeing across this 10 year period that they've been running the survey that the promise of e-commerce has really taken hold across the world. Uh, In this year's results, we're seeing some really quite startling figures. Uh, so just to reinforce Christmas is coming earlier, 24% of retailers say December is their critical trading period and that's down from 37% in 2013. Some good news, 58% are confident their logistics teams will meet demand and that's right. up from just 29% in 2021. So that's a really quite a significant positive shift. Great to see some of that uh, pressure easing a little bit. And then a little bit of a slowdown with 67% expecting to grow sales over the Christmas period down from 80% last year. So we can start to see some of that, uh, you know, uh, slight dropping off of growth, I guess, that you were talking about earlier, taking hold this Christmas. 43% predict this year's margin growth will be flat. 45% expect online sales above 10%, and that's compared to 55% in 2021. So it's the first time online sales are expected to fall since the 2018 survey. Uh, Also of note, and something that's come through in many of our other research uh, exercises, is that there's a strong proportion of people saying that environmental, social and governance issues are really high on the agenda this year. So 76% highlight the importance of ESGs and the link to brand perception as the number of conscious consumers rises in Australia. 76% say personalising the retail experience is key to connecting with customers. Data privacy also gets a really big look. 48% say data privacy is a high risk for their business as a result of increased customer data collection. And 58% of retailers expect consumer confidence will deteriorate through 2023. So pretty in line with uh, the conversations we've been having with yourself and others um, around this time. Paul, uh, That's the Christmas insights that we have from our strategic partners and they're very comprehensive. 
but you've been in the industry all of your life. Um, you've been in the trenches of retail and you've also run a major department store. I imagine from that perspective, it's a really hectic time of year for business. What would be going through the minds of retailers right now? Well, look, I think retailers will be worried about what happens after Christmas. So I think we're looking down the barrel of a gun potentially as we go into 2023 uh, and how we come out of that is going to be really important. So what I do know is that um, for discretionary retailers, they make up to two-thirds of their profits through the all-important Christmas trading period. So if they don't have a good Christmas, they won't be able to actually be able to trade through the winter months. And this is a particularly big issue for small businesses. So they'd be wanting to make sure they've got all their lines, their, sorry, their ducks lined up in a row and that they've got everything prepared, but they'd be turning their minds to what happens post-Christmas because we do expect that 2023 will be a tougher year and, and they should be preparing for that. They should be able to look at ways to batten down the hatches and making sure they're leveraging and maximising every specific um, uh, sales opportunity that they can. Now, it's not all doom and gloom. There's still lots to be positive about. And I, I guess for most retailers, they want to make sure that they've given Christmas its best shot. And remembering that this year we've got a, a really uh, – we've got full employment. People will be time poor. Retailers need to make sure they're prepared for having gifts on the go, that things are already pre-wrapped and pre-organised for consumers to make it really mm. easy for the most – customers shopping as they lead up to Christmas, the all-important day, uh, you know, there's a level of anxiety. They're busy. They're trying to get through not only their work um, list, but they're also all their um, social and personal activities that happen during that Christmas period. So retail is being prepared, being organised, having things pre-wrapped uh, and ready to go in price points so then customers can make those choices. Usually people shop with a budget, particular budget in mind. So helping consumers make those choices becomes really, really important. Mm. Staff shortages, of course, is a big issue for the industry. Uh, job vacancies are at record levels. They currently stand at 46,000 job vacancies. And this is difficult for the industry right now because trying to recruit, fulfill those uh, jobs, it's unlikely that those jobs will be all filled before um, uh, the, during this period. So it's important that retailers are rethinking how they go about, um, particularly how they they, they operate through this period. Underemployment still remains a concern. So knowing their people well, knowing what their availability is, making sure they're, they're flexing people up to, um, to, to get the work done, but also looking at jobs and tasks that take, uh, their staff away from the customer, mm -hmm. that they're re re really rethinking all those tasks so they can make sure that when they're in full trading period, that those staff are all hands on deck so they can get, to serve those customers as quickly as possible. Mm, absolutely. Of course, major retailers have their flagship stores in CBD locations, and we know it's been a really challenging time over the past few years in terms of foot traffic in those locations. Are we starting to see things turn around? Well, look, we are. Pleasingly, we're starting to see significant improvements in the CBD, but they're not where they need to be. So we've seen in the latest data, particularly the two, um, uh, the biggest states, Sydney and Melbourne, that were particularly Melbourne that was heavily hit through the lockdowns, uh, we've seen in essence, most of the weekend trade back to normal. But of course, there's this new phenomena in people working from home, and that's actually impacting CBD locations significantly. And it's unlikely that that trend is going to change anytime soon. So retailers should just accustomize themselves. We're certainly seeing a much busier you know, afternoon uh, to early evenings, and the weekends are back to normal. It's during the week, and particularly Mondays and Fridays, that are, are problematic. And I think retailers 
all have their flagship locations, CBD locations. They've got a vested interest to make sure that those stores shine. And I'm hoping that this Christmas might see the return of those uh, workers and shoppers back into the city. Mm, that's good to hear. Uh, that's starting to turn. What about Black Friday, Paul? It's continuing to grow in popularity. Uh, it, it, that must provide retailers with some good momentum leading into Christmas. It is. And Black Friday often gets compared to Boxing Day, but they're two really different events. Black Friday, people are shopping for gift giving. They're trying to solve for their gift um, uh, solutions or their gift list. So, you know, Black Friday is about shopping for others. Boxing Day generally is about shopping for yourself or shopping for your family. So they have two very different um, drivers or different consumer mindsets. And what we know from the Salesforce uh, research that it has done that 25% of that shopping is done in that week. So it's become a really important week. December used to be bigger than the November sales by in, 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 by a significant amount. Now what we're seeing is November and December are, are pretty much playing hand in hand. November's just become as an important, as big a month as December because of the Black Friday sales. So really important that retailers are planned for it, they're organised and they leverage that opportunity because be, everybody will be out, most Australians will be out shopping, looking for a deal and looking for the best buy and looking at trying to generally getting the, to get their Christmas shopping done. Lots of good news there. Yes, absolutely. And look, that's in a nutshell, Fleur. Thanks for joining me. Christmas always puts us in a good mood. It's just around the corner. Business have plenty to look forward to, according to our forecasts. And we're looking for a strong finish to the year and for that momentum, hopefully, to continue in 2023. Thanks, Paul. 